We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17 14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. everybody welcome back to another episode of talk of the tundra gspn and blue wires green bay packers podcast i am your host numac and joining me for another preview pod this week against the buffalo bills fresh off a bucks playback which was very loud against the brooklyn nets is jordan tresky jordan how are you doing buddy hello the camera's on light camera action <laughs> why that sounds so strained we're talking about the Packers now, so my true spirits dulled. That is fair enough. I uh, I've been the same way this week. It's been more than a fortnight since a uh, a Green Bay Packers win, which is sad to say. But such as no floss dances over here. Oh, that was so. I thought we thought the floss in like 2020, but apparently we didn't. You guys missed it. One of the uh, Commanders players flossed after his touchdown, which was. Really incredible! Yeah, you was that just? I don't think I remember. I think I tried to block out as much as I saw. So, from are Sunday. you telling me there was no? Fl- you said there was no flossing over here. That was just off the top of your head. That was off the top of my head. <laughs> That's incredible! What a coincidence! <laughs> but before we move on totally to what is going to be a, uh, we'll say an eventful and a. <laughs> An understanding preview pod against or for the uh, the Buffalo Bills. 
We should go through some uh, some cheeses, but first, uh, Jordan, if you'd like, like to get your quick thoughts on Sunday's game against the Commanders. Um, quick. I don't know about that. I would wish the passing game would be the. Uh, I just. I mean, at this point, it's 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 hard to. I didn't have the greatest expectations. I believe even when we went to the score predictions, I, be, I think I said Washington was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, we, both said, yeah, ref- we, we both said that. Yeah, both. Yeah, that's true. Um, obviously, a reflection on <laughs> my losing faith in this Packers team and just where things have been heading. Right. Um, and yeah, you just wait for some urgency to kick in. You wait for some identity to come into focus i mean even you could say like all these things about you know rogers aaron jones does well within the few opportunities that he had the defense did everything they could mm-hmm. to keep that game that team in the game they did and nothing has paid off no time and time again um yeah, surely some bad breaks. Obviously, the touchdown that was taken away. Uh, big, big swing. Big swing, for sure. Um, Jair struggling mightily. Probably one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Yeah. Um, without question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, don't, I don't know what else. We'll obviously... <laughs> This is a Packers podcast, so we're obviously talking about more about it. But it's, <laughs> it's just a matter of like, the more you get removed from it, the more you just kind of like. I think I said last week, all these things that are going out with the Packers shouldn't come as a surprise. Right. But the manner in which they are just kind of dissolving. Yeah. Kind of might be the best word to describe this is just kind of baffling to me. Right. Um. And it just shows last week they just didn't really have a pulse on anything that was alien them. Even when things were kind of going right, it was still just like at some point, like now we're at the point where we can't say like they're, you know, uh, leaving some meat on the bone. Right. What if they just don't have the weapons in a very literal sense at this point to just kind of be like, we are going to carve that turkey to finish no. the metaphor. <laughs> no, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like playing off the meat on the bone metaphor. What if there just isn't that much meat on that bone to begin with? Like, what if this yeah. is a very poor cut spare rib? Like to, to really get in the weeds of this metaphor. I feel like every time we eat spare ribs, I'm eating like 80% fat off of a spare rib and you get a little, a couple morsels of meat. Mm-hmm. But regardless of the matter is that like what if that offense just isn't really doesn't really have those weapons this year and it's what if we talked about it on sunday it is a gap year and we just need to come back and yep. retool but yep. I, I definitely agree with you that it's not like the offense left points on the board like they're, they had a couple stalled drives on fourth down conversions they didn't get but there was never any opportunities where like yeah we're in the red zone Instead of kicking a field goal, we went for a fourth down and left points there, but that didn't happen. It was instead of any any life. Yeah. But a couple <laughs> players did have life. One particularly on uh on offense. So we'll hand out some cheeses as a reminder. 
Cheese board updated weekly on Thursdays. We get a chance to look at the grades and such. One cheese is a monster, two is a pepper jack, and three is a nice sharp cheddar. We are open to give away a sharp cheddar sometime in this four game series. Or four game stretch rather. Against the Patriots, Giants, Jets, and Commanders, but alas. No dice. No dice. Um, but earning cheese this week. One Aaron Jones. Had a monstrous week, uh, impact-wise. He was really the only—I shouldn't say monstrous. He had a good week. <laughs> monstrous would have been. It could have been monstrous. That's could have been monstrous is, for sure. Yes. But he had uh, eight rushes for twenty-three yards, but six receptions and—or I'm sorry, nine receptions for fifty-three yards and two touchdowns um, through the air, including the touchdown late that helped get the pack Packers back into it before ultimately losing. Beautiful so, catch. Beautiful catch. Like. Aaron Jones making like circus catches doesn't happen too often. I feel like a lot of times he drops them because he's a running back, and we shouldn't be expecting him to like make those twisting the... right back shoulder catches that are just like how you wouldn't expect a human to do that at right. full speed and a safety bearing down on you too. But he does it because he's really good at yep. football. Yep. <laughs> so he earns a cheese, and then that was really all that was worth talking about on offense. Um, but on the defensive side, each earning a cheese is one Devondre Campbell, uh, earning himself one because of his pick six, and he absolutely snatched that ball away from the target to bring it uh, all the way back for the touchdown. Um, in addition, he had 12 tackles, seven of those solo, three tackles for a loss, and a pass deflection. So, and one QB hit, but that's just, yeah. But so a really good game from Devontae Campbell. Hopefully this is the beginning of him upswinging and getting yep. back to that form last year. All pro form. Yeah, it was definitely uh, a coming out party. Kind of a slow start. Not kind of. Very slow start compared to what we saw last year. But he stepped up in a big way and was a big factor in why things were looking good. At one point, right? <laughs> Precisely. But then the uh, the last uh, cheese we're handing up this week is to Razul Douglas. Played a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Had a scoop and sort scoop and score taken away from him because of uh, Eric Stokes's uh, penalty, which I didn't very much think was a penalty, but that's not for discussion here. Ten tackles, five solo, three pass deflections, according to ESPN's box score, which was. Incredible. He had a very, very nice game. And I'm, again, glad to see another one of those players. The two players that we really raved about coming out of last year because of the way Brian Gutenkoos brought him in off like the streets, essentially, to make a huge impact and now making an impact as they should um, this season. Yep. So. Yeah. I, again, I think, too, like Campbell, Douglas has kind of had his woes mm-hmm. obviously the london game comes to mind um right. what there was something else too um but to get to my point again stepping up when needed especially you, you look on the other side of the field and jay you're struggling as much as he did right um they just need some balance and hopefully that kind of continues through on especially uh <laughs> Looking ahead to what awaits the Packers this week. Exactly. Um, 
So just to touch on it quickly, I didn't think any of the offensive line really earned a, a cheese. The I was very impressed with how Zach, Tom, and Yashtimen slid into their roles um, coming off of the retooling that came from post-Jets game when they took out... Um, it's, it's Royce Newman, right? This is the one they took out? Yes. They took yeah. out Royce Newman um, from right guard and put in... Ninman at uh, right tackle, John Runyon Jr. at right guard, Elton Jenkins at left guard, and then Zach Tom at left tackle. So a lot of moving parts with Bakhtiari being out, named out on Sunday morning. Um, but the run blocking just wasn't there. Like the mm-hmm. they only had thirteen run blocking snaps, but the rushing yards weren't there to really back up that they really did their part and how they were supposed to. So yeah, if they can, I'm. But overall, the line as a unit, I thought did very well. So I'm hoping that yeah. they can. Prove it this week. Um, again, that they can run block rather than just being a pass blocking unit. Yeah, it's clear they need a different mix too. Yeah, I'm hoping. Like, I hope Bakhtiari plays, obviously, because that's always a plus. But yeah. if he doesn't, knock on wood, I feel like this um, this line is in a good spot as it is right now. If they can bump up that run blocking. Uh, Efficiency a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. So as the cheese board stands now, after week seven, leading the way as you would probably expect is Aaron Jones with five, following up as Rashawn Gary with four, uh, Devondre Campbell and Preston Smith roll in with three, and then the slew of players with two is Aaron Rodgers, AJ Dillon, Elton Jenkins, Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark, Keyshawn Nixon, Pat O'Donnell, Razul Douglas joins this group of two. Quay Walker, Romeo Dobbs, and then with one, Al Lazard, Eric Soaks, Darnell Savage, Jaron Reed, John Runyon, Mason Crosby, Randall Cobb, uh, Robert Tunyon, Rudy Ford, Sammy Watkins, and Zach Tom. So that's the cheese board as it stands. Hopefully next week we can celebrate the cheese board with a little wine. Not be so whiny about the game. <laughs> like that one, Jordan? Hold that out of your, out of your bag of tricks. <laughs> I have a bag? You do have a bag, unlike Giannis, allegedly. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Packers v. Bills. We tabbed this game as one of the premier to watch at the beginning of the season. We thought this was going to be a Super Bowl preview. We thought a lot of things about this game. We knew it'd be hard. That's what we knew for sure. We knew it was the first really difficult game they had this season. That was for sure. Little did we know that we'd be 3-4 and four going into this game. We being the Green Bay Packers. The, um, the Bills are rolling. They are fresh off of a bye. Coming in at 5-1. and one. Their last game was against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which they... Which they won, I believe, it was twenty four twenty. Yep, and that was at was Kansas like, yep. City. So definitely, <laughs> yeah, quality win there. They have wins over the uh, the Rams, Titans, Ravens, Steelers, and Chiefs. Only loss was a two point loss to the Dolphins at home. That was pre Tua uh, resting in peace. So <laughs> that's one, one way to put it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen, good. I guess. Jordan, what are your initial thoughts before we get into the injury port and sort of the nitty gritty on the Bills? Um, yeah, they're. I was about to 
make this an explicit podcast. Do it. Um, they're fucking good. They are fucking <laughs> they're good. exactly what we anticipated them being, and the Packers are not. Um, I am struggling to find like strength of schedule stats because I feel like they've had a really hard um well being schedule. being a team that finished in first in their division, they're going to have a harder schedule anyways. Like, yeah, that is true. Like that's yeah. just how that always shakes out. So like obviously um they're playing the the Rams who finished first in their division, the Chiefs who finished first in their division, the Packers who finished first in their division, and I think something else, but they always face like the more difficult slate of uh of teams because they finish in first. Yeah. If you guys didn't I mean, know that, like the listeners, if you finish in first, you play the other first place finishing teams in your games next year. Same thing if all the way down the, the schedule or like the plus the addings add a game to yeah, so like the I can look at it quick. It looks like the the Bills play the AFC North and the NFC North this yep, uh, this uh this season. So there are a couple extra games were against the Rams, the Chiefs, and the I'm trying to see quick. I can't find that one. I think it might just be the the Rams and the Chiefs. I can't. Oh, and the Titans. So there are three extra games this year. We're all against the first place finishers of the of the other three. Oh yeah. So the yep. the Titans, the Rams, and the um Chiefs and the Packers were all winners of their divisions last year. Yeah, and I mean, obviously play the Chiefs that already kind of they beat all the division winners last year. So if that tells you yeah. any caliber of how good the Bills are this year, yeah. So. Uh, I think four uh, fewest points allowed as well, at least per game. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, um, they're really good. They're they're really good, believe it or not. But let's hop into the um to the the injury report because it is a bit lengthy this week um for both for both teams. Um, limited in. Imprit- participation this week and we'll see how this goes we talked about this every preview pod since uh david bakhtiari came back but leading into next week or i'm sorry leading into last week bakhtiari practiced three straight days because he wanted to which was quite literally the reason is why he practiced three straight days he told matt lafour and the coaching staff i want to practice they were like sure why not and they let him practice three straight days, and he woke up Saturday, Sunday morning. Didn't need his, didn't feel right, and that's why he sat out. So, uh, Ty said it in uh, our group chat that he learned, or it might have been the Discord, join the Discord, GSPN on info, uh, that Matt LaFleur learned nothing from the Bucks trip he took. Like, the mm-hmm. Bucks would have been held out, Div Bacciari, as still, if they had a choice, if he's still not feeling great with his knee. So, that's he heard it if he practiced three straight days, who knows? But as of Wednesday night at ten thirteen PM, David Bakhtiari's limited participation in practice on Wednesday. I would bet a hefty sum of money he does not practice Thursday. Yeah. And then is like fifty fifty for practicing Friday. Even that just kind of gives you a glimpse of just like Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. just like it's just 
it's not even raising eyebrows. It's just like you're squinting and just like this. Yeah, it's like to spell it out for podcast listeners, but it's like you're just looking across and just like, what are you doing? Like, what is? How do you? I I just don't under I don't get that at all. And I understand you want to have the player have some agency, especially someone that is one of your highest paid players on the roster, they're going to have some agency over what they want to do and their treatment and rehabilitation, blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's still like, I don't know. That is kind of eye-opening. It in is. In a very di- direct way. Right. And that was Zach Tom's thing. Not his, not his thing. I, I should back up. That's what we were worried about coming from Zach Tom's quote on Sunday. I'm not sure if you, you saw this, but... Zach Tom on after the game on Sunday had said to reporters that after they had asked them like how'd you feel coming in like knowing you had to fill in for David Bakhtiari on short notice and he was like well I take first team left tackle snaps every week in case David can't go because his knee bothers him or whatever else like he takes first team practice or first team left tackle snaps every week because I, he and the team know that Bakhtiari could just wake up one Saturday morning and it's, not and, there. and it's not there, which was like, that was eye-opening to us as fans. Like, wow, that's not good. <laughs> like, no. your entire plan for your offensive line could be down the drain because it's raining outside and David Bakhtiari and he doesn't feel that good. Obviously, that's being facetious, but... You know what I mean? I think it's a. I don't know if it's being facetious. I think that's kind of what it is. <laughs> Especially too, like I mean, we even talked about. I think even the London trip, where that it's like, how does it react to being a plane for how who knows how long? Right. And even in that game, you see him come. I think they were. Uh, what was I'm like miss. I'm, I'm piecing together different things, but I, I want to say like he came out and sat on the sidelines for a couple series or even did finish the game. I think he did. I think that was the game where he was in between. He was coming yeah. in and out of game of the game. Yeah, and it's stuff like that. It's like right. it's so I I don't know. <laughs> so he was limited on Wednesday. We'll see if he goes on Sunday. They're gonna need him against this very good. Bill's defense, so here's to hoping. Uh, Rashawn Gary is in concussion protocol still. He is he did not participate in practice on Wednesday, obviously because of that. Um, Shamar John Charles, the cornerback, has an ankle injury. He did not participate. Uh, EJ didn't participate. He has a knee um, and did not participate, obviously, on Wednesday. I'd imagine the same thing that yeah. they were doing earlier in the season, so they went away from it. David Bakhtiari practiced. Today, EJ didn't. They'll probably flip up them and see who goes on Friday. Alan Lazard, who went out of Sunday's game with a shoulder injury, did not participate. I believe I saw a quote from him from Matt LaFleur just to say they're going to see how it feels and it'll be up to Coach LaFleur to see if he practices on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers also did not participate with his thumb injury. That doesn't hurt. That isn't hurting him at all. Like it, it, thumb injury is not a problem according to Rodgers, but he's not practicing. And then. Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson both limited in participation with hamstring injuries. So we'll see. Hopefully Christian Watson can come back. I really can't believe they haven't shut him down yet, but we'll see. It's not like they really don't know what to do with all these various injuries that they have going on. Apparently not. 
yeah very disappointing yeah weird weird stuff weird <laughs> uh, before the bills their injury report is as follows I'm going to lead with the, the best name on here we can roll our eyes Jake Kumaro limited on participation with an ankle injury now that's a wide receiver right there that's, that's a, a wide, wide receiver. receiver that's a wide receiver the Packers could use could you imagine this this offense with a Jake Kumaro <laughs> Man, but you Aaron Rodgers pretty thrilled. <laughs> Spencer Brown, their tackle has an ankle injury. He did not participate. Uh, Taiwan Jones, running back, he has a knee. He did not participate. He's like their fourth string running back. I think they have um, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and I forget their third string. Was he on like the Raiders or something like that? I, I love that I. Fixing they have this like third string running back. Um, um I can tell you. Also, uh James Cook is their um is their third string uh back. Or second string. I think he's technically second string, but yeah, he was on the Raiders. Yeah. Was he? There this is his second tour duty with the Bills. Been in the league since 2011. Oh my. Keep getting them checks. He also like doesn't play. I don't think I've, I'm going through his game logs here. He does not play more than like six games a season. So keep getting them checks. <laughs> so yeah, he's he did not participate, but I wouldn't expect him to have much of an impact anyway. Um, and then Cam Lewis, the cornerback, was a full participant in practice today, and then they had a few folks out uh, with veteran rest, so nothing to look at there. So, with that being said, Pack, still 10.5 point dogs. First time in Aaron Rodgers' career, if I'm not mistaken, or since it very started, that um, he is in double-digit dog territory. It feels appropriate. Like, the Packers were getting spotted 10.5 points against the Giants and the Jets, and I think the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. Like yes. I would not be surprised if they get throttled. And we'll get to that later, sort of predictions and expectations and whatnot. But I guess I'm curious as to what you think, Jordan, as a Packer fan, much like the rest of us and myself. What do you what are you feeling about the Packers being ten and a half point dogs in an Aaron Rodgers led game? Um fitting. Probably overdue. Granted, you're gonna give the benefit of the doubt to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers figure it out, but that is not that has not come. And the responses to a skid like this have been far from promising. I think they've they've obviously gotten further down a hole that they did not envision going in. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a sign of the times. I'd say it's a sign of the times, and time. you're going to. Going against a team that is a juggernaut um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, exactly. It's it's. There's been a lot of talk of the few podcasts podcasts that I can listen to at this point um, of the, the state of the NFL and NFL and just the parody and just like there's just a lot of crappy teams out there. Yeah, it's <laughs> a weird year in the NFL. Not sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, it's. it's 
it feels no, it's, like it's, there's a lot of like middle ground, and there's like three Super Bowl contenders: the Eagles, yeah. the Chiefs, and the Bills. Bills, and the and it's, rest of the NFL either sucks or is okay. <laughs> and I feel like we kind of saw it coming. I think it's the teams that are very much surprised. I mean, no one thought the Eagles would be here um, after last year. Yeah, like. Yeah, they made a lot of moves in the offseason. They made a lot of moves, but it it felt like they they needed some room to grow. Still, yeah, being six and zero after six games in seven weeks was not something I think even the most hopeful of uh, yeah. analysts and people had thought would would happen. Yeah, I mean Rams, the reigning champs, being kind of just bleh. Three and, three and three. The reason the problem at three and four is they didn't play last week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Um, who else? There's. I mean, it's on the like you could flip it with Jets, Giants. Yeah. Um, I know there's another team that I'm missing that's kind of been a surprise. Uh, doesn't matter. Right. Basically, there's so much parity in the NFL, and it's been a growing trend. And blah blah blah. blah. But it's also like. To see a team that is way above that, mm-hmm. and they can—you're not just talking about this year; you're talking about for a decade. They're always going to be in the conversation of contending for Super Bowls because they have someone as great as Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. They have Stefan Diggs, who's was when they made the move for him was year three in Buffalo, maybe even longer. I think um, it's three. It was just like, yeah, that's exactly the type of move you make when you need to make the next step and uh, elevate your quarterback play, all that stuff. And then it's that it's those that's what makes your team a magnet for guys like Von Miller to sign a hefty contract. And right. when people thought that, oh, he's maybe on the tail end of his career, he's got six sacks and six games. And yeah, he's 33, but good. Some might say still very good. So (laughs) yeah, they're Super Bowl contenders. The Packers are Puppy Bowl contenders. Um, Hey man, I watch Puppy Bowl every Super Bowl Sunday. If they want to throw Rodgers into a pit of pit bull, (laughs) pit bull puppies. Let's do it. Let's do it. At this point, I I might find that more entertaining than the Packers. He might grow some feelings for uh, his younger counterparts. Yeah, highest grade pause. <laughs> That's some good stuff. But yeah, I think it's. I think what you said as you started was appropriate. It's fitting given the year. Like, expectations are nowhere near what we thought they were going to be at the start of the year. And even like, not just like season expectations, week to week expectations don't even yes. really get me excited anymore, which is sad. Like, Sad. We shouldn't have been going into the commanders game expecting a loss, and we both predicted and were right in saying that they were going to lose. Same thing this week. We'll get to that. We'll get to score predictions later, guys. Don't worry. But uh, like it's or worry depending. Or, on what yeah, or worry. <laughs> um, it is it is appropriate. They haven't shown anything that would lead me to believe they're going to win any week, just because they just haven't. They they haven't committed to being a run first offense like we've talked about. The receivers, and this has sort of been the discussion on Packers Twitter this week and Packers sort of narrative is that 
is the problem the receivers, is the problem Rodgers? And the obvious correct answer is that it's both. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Like, there are other quarterbacks who have less weapons than the Packers do doing fine things. Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, um, and just other teams that don't really have anything. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Patriots have a better uh, wide receiver in core than the Packers do. Like, frankly, I just don't think that's true. And they're doing fine. They, they lost the Bears on Monday night, but I don't think that was any part of the receiver's fault. And so, yes, the receiver's going to be better and get the drops down, like dropping less balls, but it also has to do with Rodgers being a more accurate quarterback. Yep. Like, I couldn't find it um, as a stat percentage anywhere, but like, I'd be really curious to know what Rodgers is on target percentages, because particularly in the Commanders game, it felt like every ball was just so low, and that that was probably part of the reason some of those um, catches turned into drops. If you're forcing your receiver to make a play on the ball rather than just catch and run, that drop, the percentage chance of a drop happening increases. Yes. And so I think that's the, old school Rogers there too. Yeah. Like, I think that just needs to be the obvious thing that fans need to understand is that you can't blame either, either which party. You just need to understand that they need to start working better together as a group. And that's not to say like pretty much everybody in the offense can improve 
in some way, shape, or form to get them back to where they were last year. And I think that starts with Rodgers, and then it trickles down to the receivers. Once Rodgers starts putting balls on target more often, drops probably go down. Drops go down, yards after the catch go up. Hopefully, you'd imagine if they can start getting some separation and getting something going over the middle. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, it just kind of it starts with Rodgers because quarterback is such an important position, and he is supposed to be the leader of the offense. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, obviously, I think all this discussion is going to focus on wide receiver play, Rodgers. It also comes down on the line and the fact that they've had to do so much shuffling. Um, Bakhtiari's problems, the fact that they stuck with a lineup or a lineman configuration that just didn't work. I mean, Royce Newman's not really, he's going to be in the NFL for a while. He's just not a starting level caliber guard yep. at this point. Yep. It's, it's uncharacteristic stuff that, you don't expect to see from the Packers because that was that is their strength to every good year. It applies to every team in the NFL, but more so with the Packers when right. you've established this history of like you can bring in a veteran um, midway through the year and he just you know what was it Dennis Kelly last year? Yeah, or, two years ago I think. Or uh, what's who was the guy two years ago that was like. Uh, forgetting his name and it's killing me. Um, what do you play? He was a lineman. I think <sighs> I'll, I'll I'll keep with your point. He was, I'll, he was a veteran guy, and he oh man, keep with it your is, point, and I'll look it up. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but you can bring in a guy like that off the street, and so to speak, and it just works like a charm that you could just like plug and play in these options. And now when you focus on growing from within and and you know next band up and all this stuff and when those options aren't that great or you know it's their developmental prospects on that on that line mm-hmm. it just it kind of just mixes in with this this grab bag of black <laughs> that is right. the Packers season so <laughs> yeah were you talking about billy turner not Billy Turner. Not Billy Turner. Uh, Lane Taylor. Uh, no. Lucas Patrick. I, that's this is this is the 2020 season. So, Ricky Wagner. No, but I can't help you. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. All right. But yeah, it's. I don't know. It's the wide receiver play has to pick up, and we're gonna go put our conspiracy tinfoil hats on. This is from uh, Jacob Morley. Just uh, a guy on Twitter. He's a staff writer and photographer for the Packer Report and 24-7 Sports. Um, he said, something just texted to me. What if Aaron Rodgers, what if Aaron suggesting reps being cut for guys is because he actually wants more Amari Rodgers on the field and his, quote, he is returning kicks for us, that's all I got, end quote, comment, was seeded out of frustration for lack of playing time. Ty said it on Sunday. He's been saying it ever since. He thinks Amari Rodgers should get uh, more snaps as he's been showing his worth as a receiver because he can't do it as a punt returner. I found the name. All right. I go, who is it? Darren Valdir. Boy. Name a, this is a couple of fellows just naming football players. 
Yeah, that was not worth the payoff. I'm glad you got the uh, you got <laughs> you got it off your uh, your chest. <laughs> so uh, you're making a really good point, and I just had to. Be, I found a name. No, it's fine. I'll just talk about the Amari Rogers making showing his worth as a receiver yes. more so than the punt returner because he can't do it as a punt returner. He just can't. Like that's plain and simple. Um, but he had nice plays in the receiving game when he's giving opportunities. So. I think that is going to be something just to keep an eye on if they really need some sort of um, injection of life. How often do they turn to Amari Rogers? Like, I really don't... Like, we're we're down pretty bad, admittedly. Like, this is the grain of salt we're dealing with now with the place the Packers are in. If we're asking for an injection of life coming from Amari Rogers, things are bad. Yes. But the... Also, a state of their wide receiver cover with four guys banged up or out. Between Cobb, Lazard, right, Watson, Watkins, exactly, might be might be missing someone too. Uh, Watson, Watkins is banged up. Cobb is banged up. I think that's really it. Yeah. So, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, why not try it? Like, I've been <coughs> excuse me, I've been saying it more often lately because I feel like so often spins spins its tires at points, but. Let's get out of this idea of um, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Yep. Like, let's try something new. Get Amari Rodgers in there. Get Joel Winfrey in there for a couple plays. See if they can make some impact plays to kickstart this offense and get a rhythm going. Because once that happens, everything starts to become easier. The easier the offense comes, the easier touchdowns come, easier winning comes. So, who knows? Maybe Amari Rodgers trying it out against this really good Buffalo defense isn't the move this week, but Against the Lions next week, baby. Like, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. But I guess thinking about this game and looking at it, the Bills defense obviously very very good. I was looking at PFF, and it looks like the the Bills, while a good defense their their run defense just according to their grades so again a chunk of salt yep. um they're middle they they're graded at the the middle of the pack they're ranked 13th and just like the run defense grades that um that PFF hands out but um when it comes to rushing yards allowed Maybe, maybe I should take that back. <laughs> they have played one less game because they had the bye week last week, but they have allowed the least rushing yards in the NFL. That's why I listen to PFF sometimes, folks. Do your own research. But it's also less attempts, too. So take with it what you, what you may. The fact of the matter is the Buffalo Bills are good at, are good at defense. So Rodgers talked about it all week, annoyingly, but People don't expect good things to happen when you're 10.5 point underdogs, and maybe they can prove us wrong, but I don't think that's going to happen. No. <laughs> I do not at all. <laughs> um... I think it's just because like their, their, their defensive front is so like just crazy, crazy good, right? Like, yeah. Gregory Russell, if I'm saying that right, Shaq Lawson, um, Jordan Phillips, Daquan Jones, Von Miller. Like obviously not front, but you get my point. 
Just mm-hmm. all so, so, so good this year. And part of why they're having such a great year. Followed up with Travis White, who I believe is on IR, if I'm not mistaken, or he's off of it now? I forget. I think he was hurt. I'm not sure if he's if he's played yet this year. But Tredavious White and then Micah Hyde, I believe, was out too. Yes. So, like, there's opportunity for some of this, for, like, some breakthrough plays from the Packers, but I don't know. This is Jordan prior to, he, like, went to a, he had a travel through. Yeah. Yeah, the. On bus because he. Yeah, he either drove or got a bus because he couldn't fly with his condition that, like, I think his, his lung or heart condition, whatever it was, I think it was, I think he had a, oh, he had a collapsed lung. And they said, you can't fly, he said. I'm gonna drive, and then he made it and played in the Chiefs game. So, that is your segment of uh, football players built different. Built different. Tre'Davious so, White is not gonna play this week. Okay, that's just for good news just for confirmation. That's good news. So yes, let's look at the offense a little bit for the for the Bills because that's gonna be the most exciting thing to watch probably going against <laughs> the defense. Uh, Josh Allen, we are established good at football. Stephon Diggs, good at football. Very good. Gabe Davis, good at football. Uh, <laughs> Averaging 27.4 yards per catch. Crazy. He also had like two really, really, really big catches. He, that had, that, he had that 98, but still. Yeah. He also had one, I think, earlier in the season. But yeah, he had he had yeah. something, someone playing those. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, good. It's yep. like he's he's their, their slot guy. The Bills love targeting their slot receivers, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah McKenzie gets matched up against Stokes or Russell or something and makes something happen in sports this week. That's, so, oh, man. Yeah. But, what, the straw that stirs the drink is Josh Allen. And they don't run the ball. They're, they have good running backs in Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and uh, James Cook. Mm-hmm. But they don't need to run that often because, one, Josh Allen can run. He's huge. <laughs> Six five, six five, two thirty seven. Like he's tough to bring down. He's practically linebacker or uh, tight end size. And so when he gets going, it's hard to take down. He's fast, agile, just a good pick, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but he's playing at an MVP level, throwing to very good targets, who are great route runners, and they have just a nicely coached team in Sean McDermott. Like mm-hmm. they just. It just is him and Ken Dorsey do things great on on offense. It's really as simple as it is. And the secondary is gonna have a tough week this week. That's my not bold take. That's my pretty confident assertion. Is that Stefan is gonna give Jair his money's worth of problems. Um Razul is probably gonna have his hands full of Gabe Davis, if that's who ends, who ends up uh Covering him, or no, it'll probably be Eric Stokes. Honestly, I was gonna say o- opposite of Jair will be Eric Stokes. So hopefully Eric Stokes have a bounce back game, and then Razul inside on Isaiah McKenzie. But man, 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 that's you're testing your secondary with this with this offense. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see some mix and matches in some ways, just to kind of alleviate some of the pressure yeah. that's gonna be facing all three of them. Yeah, that's and as you mentioned, like Bills play a lot with their slot. I yep. didn't mean for that to rhyme. 
Um, but when you have a quarterback with Josh Allen's arm strength, you're going to do that. Arm strength, <laughs> reminiscent of prime Rogers arm strength. Like oh, and the mobility, 2012, all of it. He's like that's, and he's yeah, and he has the size to match. He's like a Terminator where yeah. he's just like, yeah, it's he's not good even at the football. <laughs> yeah, very good at the football. <laughs> Being the I, the Wyoming alumnus he is, if you graduated, whatever. Maybe the he went to Wyoming. The uh, cowboy. Big, yes, big energy of. You want to see me throw football over them? Their mountains. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like the the Simpsons Mark McGuire gif of Hey everybody, let's go uh, let's go hit some diggers. That <laughs> but it's him like let's throw eighty yard bombs right. to Stephon Diggs right. for Dave Davis. Just for funsies. So. I think that's what I think you mentioned like seeing like Aaron Rodgers of like, I don't know, 2011. Yeah. Um, I know it was a longer prime, but like when he was just like reaching the peak of his powers. Um, I think that's what's like when you see Allen and Mahomes and just these young quarterbacks just like really like ascending and it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. You have, now that we're facing a position um, where Rogers on the downslope and you just see the future happening. And it's like, this is, so this is what it was like to be on the other side of it. And just like, right. How much you take it for granted and just like the, the equity of of whether it's like playing within the system or just the the freewheeling plays that just like how do you get that yeah. out of you know a guy is like rushing you and <laughs> you're able to just throw it that far and it's a completed catch or whatever the circumstances it's just like that kind of I don't know just the superhuman abilities of yeah. just like pulling things out of his ass that's just like it's insane it's this is more broad stroke nfl looks but like with rogers and brady doing so poorly this season so far i think if anybody has a chance to pick it up and do better it's at this point brady over rogers like i just don't he's got the infrastructure around him too yes exactly but it's more that feeling of either that like the old guards out, new guards in, like Stafford's not playing best. well. Yeah, Stafford's not playing well, Rogers isn't playing well, um, Ray's not playing well, like Peyton Manning's obviously has been around for a few years. I really can't think of like any of these older quarterbacks that were really big during the two thousands and tens that are playing anymore, that are playing at a high level. Like Kirk Cousins is probably the cusp of that transition of era of quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Starter Dak too. Kind yeah, of Dak a little bit. Um, that's really about it. Like that's about it. And that's like, cause Ben Roethlisberger retired. He's not around anymore. No one in the AFC East. There, also, there's just, there was just this wide chasm of, of quarterbacks that just didn't pan out. Right. And um, so like, but now it's, it's Josh Allen. It's, um, not so much Kyler Murray, but kind of Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts is having a really good year. Yes. And so it's a lot of these 
newer, younger quarterbacks that are probably going to lead the way in the NFL the next decade. So yeah. it's that that was kind of made evident to me. This you past throw week. Wilson in that uh, former conversation too. Yes, Russell Wilson. That's that's for sure. Derek Carr is in like the the Kirk Cousins cusp area. Yes, tweener. Yeah, starter. <laughs> tweener. But like... Oh, we can't forget Justin Herbert. Uh, that's Justin yes. Herbert Slander. He's yes. he's good. He doesn't. He's the same thing. He's kind of like a younger version of Rodgers, where he's having a tough year because he doesn't. Nobody can say healthy. Like Austin Eckler is the only healthy person around. And Keenan Allen can't get healthy. Chargers, Mike Chargers Williams out for plight. a month. Yeah, he's out for a month. Mike Williams. Yeah, they expected him to be out with Mike Ball for four weeks. I gotta find a new. <laughs> Sorry to break that news to you, buddy. Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's gonna be good. Like, I think I'm excited to watch football this week for the sole purpose that I get to watch a fun football team with Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Like, yep. I and go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. On the odd chance that this, all the things that we're talking about this with this Packers team, something just clicks, or they raise, they look at the level of competition and be like, let's stop screwing around. Right. Let's try to put something together because optics are not like it. They're playing prime time games. Um. All season long. Yeah. They're always going to be, whether it's 12 o'clock slot, 325 slot, whether it's on Fox, CBS, Amazon, they're always, it's, it's, they're the Packers. But when it's, <laughs> for when the, their first game on Sunday night football and how we're talking about it, where it's like, yeah, they got blasted by the Vikings. It was a poor showing, blah, 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 blah. Now it's like, okay, you're just stuck in this mess. Right. And it's not a f- feeling that they're all familiar with this far into the season. Uh, they have 10 games left. Yeah. Only three of them are at noon. Yeah. Yeah. The Lions game is TBD at the end of the season. So that'll probably be at noon. But this is like yes. hilariously mirroring like ESPN putting or the NBA putting the Lakers on primetime slots and on national TV. <laughs> and guess what? They're doing with the. <laughs> Freaking Buccaneers too, if they don't figure it out. Like right. and the Broncos. Yeah. Like it's just that kind of thing of like if they're bad, it's gonna be for everyone to see. Everybody probably saw I'm not I I would guess a lot of people that are out of market fans or not even Packer fans or anything like that, they probably saw the score unfold on whatever ESPN or NFL.com and stuff like that last week, and they're like they lost to Washington. Right. So now it's like they are the, this is the, the premier game. One of the games they, the NFL probably just said, like, we have the Packers Bills on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. And, and they, the Packers play like shit. It does not matter. Nope. This is like probably one of like their best games this season they probably anticipated. And oh, yeah. It's now slating to be just like a game. Yeah. So. But no, I'm excited to watch some good football. Like you said, if on the off chance the Packers do put a game together and compete, it'll be really fun. But I'm hopefully that we don't have to watch their stinker, essentially. Yep. Um. Alrighty. Getting into the the meat of the podcast, where there, where all this juicy, <laughs> great content is. Players and coaches to watch, Jordan. If I'm not mistaken. I went first last week. Yes, you would be right. Um, Either side, too. You can pick one of each, or what do you want to do? I'll keep it Packers. 
I'll do Rogers. Fair enough. Amari. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just got baited. I guess the second time I've done that too tonight. Uh, yeah, let's go, Aaron. Just because this could be... I I could see this going in a lot of different directions. I could see this... I don't know if it's going to be a great game. I think he's going to be very frustrated all night long. Um, that's also just his general demeanor when he's on the football field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he's he's going to bring a level of frustration and angst that is very... It's part of his MO yeah. lately, and things are going well. Or, I don't know. I think it's also just like, can he, what can he do to to surpass his highest graded performance of the season? Right. Um, against Washington. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm very just intrigued by what this response is. Um, I would sure like to see other players get the ball more. Aaron Jones. <laughs> um but I just feel like that's being a dead horse at this point. I think it's yeah. a lot of it's going to be Rogers plays the way he has been playing and has been um, doing the things that he has been doing for most of the season. I, it's going to be, it's going to be quite the show. Right. I would agree. And playing <laughs> off of that, I think like this would be a fantastic spot for Rogers to put his bunny where his mouth is. And like, come out firing. Have a, have a signature Rogers game. Like one will remember. Like that would be great. Prove all the haters wrong. Prove all the media wrong, Aaron Rodgers. This is this is like the run the table, relax. Yeah. Point it's got, of the it's, season. It's got to start now. Yep. Like we talked about on Sunday with Ty. Like it's they had they they can make the playoffs. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. It's mm-hmm. highly unlikely at this point. Um. My player to watch is a, a, a section of players to watch. Uh, the Bills front seven. I think they're going to wreak havoc this game. Just because, one, they're good, and they cycle players out like consistently. like They're just going and going and going. Like, they're all rested, essentially, the entire game. So seeing how the, the line um, holds up is going to be important, and then seeing if Rodgers can evade that pass rush effectively. And now... Yeah. To the cherry on top of this solemn, sort of cathartic Packers pod. Score predictions. Oh man, I will go. I'll first. go first again. Oh, Are you ready to go? No, I'll go. go. I'm, no, 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 I'm no. ready. You go. I'm ready. I'm looking downfield. None of my receivers are uh, <laughs> separated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Bills. Oh man. The other thing too, to this will segue into my prediction. It's not like when the maybe the, maybe the Jets game would qualify as this, but it's not like their losses have been apocalyptic. It's been a gradual, just like we are slowly draining the life from you. Yeah, it hasn't been like a wire to wire. This could be this like a, a, a like a. A atomic bomb being dropped on the Packers. This That's game could how, be like, over after the first Bills drive. Yeah, or yeah, depending on how the Bills look and how the Packers defense look. Absolutely. 
I'm going to go 38. 17 bills. You have a lot more confidence than I do. Uh, 45-10. Oh. I think it's a yeah. absolute smoke show from the Bills. Like that's not even saying our defense is bad. Like the Bills are just that good. It's yeah. And um, I just don't have any confidence in the offense. No, I really it's wish I do. Gone. Like I, I, hey, Packers, put me wrong. Really hoping you do. Really, really hoping you do. I just don't think that it's feasible at this point. Sadly. No. So, all right, folks. We talked tundra. We've we've <laughs> talked tundra. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Before we go, check out GSPN at info um, for all of your Eurostep podcast network sports needs. We got obviously us going with the Packers stuff strong right now. Bucks are back. They're three and zero after a uh, comeback win versus the team of Wisconsin. People what was are that? saying. They said the team of Wisconsin people are saying. I think, don't think people need to be saying it. I think it's just true at this point. Yes. Um, <laughs> obviously, you and you and Adam have a one in six coming out today, Thursday, correct? Yes. There we go. It's in the pipeline. In the pipeline. So go check the uh, Eurostep feed for that. Always good stuff coming out of the USF Podcast Network. GSPN info to get all of the information on the, the podcast, join the Discord, fill out the review form, all of that good stuff. Um, check out the merch store. As as I said last episode, you guys probably heard the, the bleep. We got a certain facade back over here. Talk about the Tundra <laughs> flag. None of this stuff is available yet, but I got, I got a, exclusives. Uh, a sweatshirt with it that that certain facade on it so um we will blast that out to you guys once it's available for your purchase but go check out the other stuff there it's also very good too i am a stan of the cruising for a bruising logo i think it's one of the better mm-hmm. logos i've ever seen for anything ever it's mm-hmm. just barrel man with in the boxing gear is a fantastic logo it's so good it's just good so Go all the way over to gspn.info for all of that. Jordan, thank you, buddy. Thank you.